Welcome to Changemakers, a podcast from APH. We're talking to people from around the world who are creating positive change in the lives of people who are blind or visually impaired. Here's your host. Welcome back to Changemakers, a podcast from American Printing House. My name is Jonathan Wall. After more than a month of working from home, some APH staff has returned to work in the building. We're focusing on critical staff in our factory that are needed to make important products for students. For right now, any APH staff that can work from home are going to continue to do so. I know the pandemic has changed how we've had to interact with you. So today we're going to take some time to update you on what's been happening to APH. We'll highlight some of the learning opportunities that will be continuing into the summer. And if you hang on till the end, we'll have a special message just for our 2020 seniors. To start, we couldn't send any employees back to work without a lot of preparation. Joining me today is Arthur Vaughn, Chief Quality and Safety Officer at APH. Arthur, thanks for being on the podcast. Hey, no problem. Glad to be here. Arthur, I know you had to go through so much to get APH ready to allow some employees to come back into the building. Walk me through a few of the things you've had to do just to make sure we're following guidelines and keeping all of our employees safe. Well, I'd say first of all, we had to create a team because there's so many different things that had to take place. So we had to have a group of people working on different aspects of it. Uh, One of the first things we had to do is to make sure that we had supplies. We had adequate PPE which is the face mask, the gloves, face shields, and those sort of items. And, and, you know, as anybody who's been involved with this knows, a lot of these things were really difficult to get, especially early on. But fortunately, we had great folks in our purchasing department. Um, Scott and Kathy were able to go out and procure a lot of these items for us and uh, to get those in-house so we'd have them ready come day one. We had to order things uh, such as cleaning items, you know, sanitizing items. We had to make sure that we had plenty of hand sanitizer, but also the the cleaning items to be able to clean up and sanitize the areas. So there was a lot of PPE that had to be procured. And uh, Rodney, who's over our housekeeping, he was instrumental in getting a lot of these items on board. That's kind of the basics, uh, some of the basic supplies that you have to have. But then we had to start looking at individual areas because we had to create separation. You know, you're looking for your social distancing, which is six feet uh, between employees. There's a lot of processes that you can't necessarily get six feet. So we had to look at these uh, particular operations, create like shields, barriers, plexiglass barriers between employees. And a lot of our operations, you know, a lot of what we do here at APH is kind of low quantity. We may build 50 kits on thing and then turn around and build 200 or something different. So it's constantly changing, it's constantly evolving. So these shields had to be made where they could be moved. So we could move them in and out of processes quickly so we could create that, that barrier between employees. Our cafeteria, you know, we had to create a one way in, one way out for our cafeteria. Uh, we had to have some shields in there. Uh, we had to do the same thing in translation. You know, translation, we've got a bunch of people that work in there and we had to create some separation. So we moved some of the cubicles around kind of uh, recreated that situation, uh, put in a one-way-in, one-way-out to enable separation there. But fortunately, something we've been able to do, and and it's what everybody's trying to do, is create uh, as much work from home as possible. You know, what better separation can you have than, than have the ability to have people doing their job from home so you don't have them all congregated here at one place? And unfortunately, fortunately, we've had a lot of people to be able to accommodate that done some wonderful 
wonderful work in getting that set up. And we're trying to even look further. We're looking at some of our translators and some of our proofreading teams being able to have this work done from home just to create that even better separation. So it, it's a multi-faceted uh, approach that we've had to take. Uh, just yesterday, we got in uh, two um, really sophisticated camera systems, and this works off infrared. So we were, we're now able to take our employees' temperature the instant that they walk in the doors. There's no more walking up to them and using the touchless scanners. And uh, um, now at a distance, we're, we're able to take our employees' temperatures and instantly have that information. It's a constantly evolving process and uh, something we're monitoring daily to see the changes, uh, to see how we have to modify our processes. And uh, uh, it's something we have to stay on top of. Thanks so much, Arthur. I know you're known as the, the safety guy around work and you're, you're busier now than ever, but we all appreciate the work you're doing and uh, hang in there. All right, buddy. Greatly appreciate that and take care. While working from home, our customer service team has worked really hard to ensure you could still get the products you need. Joining me today for an update is Jim Kreiner, our customer service director. Jim, thanks for joining me. Hey, Jonathan. It's great to talk to you again. You know, your customer service team has been very busy and diligent working from home to ensure people could still get the tools they need for their students throughout all of this work from home and learn from home that we've all been doing. How have you all been able to, to meet those needs from home? Well, I think like a lot of folks, we've been uh, adjusting to work from home and it's taken a little creativity and have had a few bumps along the way, but I'm really excited to share that we we are still entering and processing orders and supporting customers just as we were if we were working in the office. And uh, even more excited to say that we are staffing our phone lines from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. now. That's excellent news. Um, you know, now that APH is moving some employees back to the building, is there going to be any kind of change in customer care at all? Actually, the one good news to report is that we are planning to resume shipping. So if you were one of the customers whose orders were held, um, know that we'll be contacting you to okay shipping those orders. And then as of next Monday, the 18th, all new orders will be shipped as well. So we are working hard to get product out the door and to students. So please call us or email or fax us or carrier pigeon and place that order. With everything going on, you know, information is changing a lot and it can be tough to keep track of everything, you know, related to APH or not just, just in life. But for people who have questions or need help or just want to double check on an order, what's the best way to do that? Absolutely. The best way to reach us is always via email at cs at aph.org. But you can also give us a call at 1-800-223-1839. And like I said, we're excited because uh, we have folks from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. who can take those calls, assist you with your order. And, uh, and now that with our shipping and production teams back, we're really looking forward to uh, moving into the summer and getting those orders taken care of. Thanks so much, Jim. I look forward to when we can all be in the office again together. Thanks, Jonathan. I'm looking forward to working with you again here real soon, too. On our very first podcast, we told you about the Virtual Excel Academy, and wow, we've been blown away with how many hundreds of people have attended the virtual learning events. Now, we know many summer learning opportunities may not be available this year, so APH has decided to offer Virtual Excel summer camps. To tell us more, Leanne Gerlot, the Director of National Outreach Services, is joining the podcast. Thanks for being here, Leanne. 
uh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Liam, the Excel Academy had just been going so well. There have been so many people attending. Tell me a little bit more about just how everything has been in these last few weeks. It was a brainchild to just provide something like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. You could always know that there was going to be something possible for you as a kid to go every weekday. And so that was really the idea. And we really were expecting, oh, 25 maybe 30 students being able to join us during this time. And what we found is we have uh, probably 50 students that, that come and join us that we can tell and many adults from parents, uh, college students, teachers of the visually impaired orientation and mobility instructors, and then even general education teachers joining us witnessing a classroom environment virtually, which has really been this fabulous part of our community coming together and doing something specifically for students. That was what has been really unique about, about this situation is it really is for students. A majority of the webinars or activities that you're seeing live right now are meant for adults, which was fine, but we knew as soon as the virus hit, we were worried about what students would have as teachers were really kind of gathering what they were going to do. And so what we wanted to do is provide something for students to do during that time. It's happened, it, they, are, they are coming and joining. We have over 2000 people who have registered to get information to know what's happening each weekday to see if it's a activity that they would like to join in. And so that has really been this great part. Another wonderful part is it is involving people from all over, not just all over America. We are making sure we're reaching our uh, outlying territories, Puerto Rico, American Samoas, but we're also getting an international reach. We have the Russian Federation, right. Ireland, all sorts of places. And what has the feedback been on the different classes and activities? It's been really interesting. We don't get as much feedback specifically from the students after the lessons. We hear lots from them inside because they're really participating and giving feedback in the chat and communicating. After the fact, we hear a lot more from teachers and parents. Things such as, I didn't know that they could do these things, or wow, you can use these tools this way, or oh my gosh, I have so many tools now in my own toolbox to be able to work with my own students or my student is really excited about this lesson coming up. So we're hearing those types of things. And I understand it's been going so well. I know the school year is wrapping up, but you have plans for kind of a summer camp version. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that and how they can be involved? Sure. We had built so many actual friendships almost with our students and our participants that we wanted to be able to extend it into the summer. This was really meant, the academy was really meant as this place to help people along through this time. And we know that summer is different. So we decided to treat it as different. Summer is a time to do something a little bit different. And we know that a majority of camps that our students are 
usually able to attend are, are closing or changing in how they're going to uh, work and, and, and provide this activity. So we wanted to join in and give people an opportunity to have a, a similar setup to the academy, the virtual environment that you can join in. So we're going to have a course similar to the academy, but on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at the same time, but age grouped so that students have some similarity between them with the academy. It could be everywhere from a kindergartner to a high school student joining in. So this will kind of be more targeted. And then also we're asking teachers to provide five at-home extension activities that go along with whatever theme the teachers have decided. So we're working right now on hiring the teachers and we'll be ready to go mid-June. That's great. And for anyone who's interested in signing up, I will put a link to that information in the show notes. You know, Leanne, this kind of learning is new for APH, all this online focused learning. Why is it important for us to keep offering it as an option for parents and families? What's really interesting is my title is National Director of Outreach Services. And outreach is that activity of providing services to any population that might not otherwise have access to those services. And so really thinking about how do we provide access to people who we can't reach. And so that again is what we're talking about maybe rural America. There's limited ability for students to interact, sometimes even for our professionals to interact. And so this is a way to provide access to people wherever they are. And in some ways, even at whatever time they can. Thanks so much, Leanne. I appreciate everything you've been doing for our students. Thank you for having me. This was great. To wrap up our podcast this week, we want to take a moment to talk to the graduating class of 2020. Usually this time of the year is full of fun graduation parties and commencements, but COVID-19 has meant that's not possible. At APH, we are so proud of the many students with visual impairments who have used our products during their time as a student. Seniors, we want to end today's podcast with a message just for you from Mike Hudson, the director of the museum at the American Printing House for the Blind. Mike, thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you, Jonathan. Mike, a lot of high school seniors right now are having to celebrate from home. I know you've prepared a message for them, so I'm not going to slow you down. Why don't you just go ahead and jump right in? Sure. Thanks. I'm really excited to be able to talk to all of our seniors. It's a big day. You know, it's easy for sighted people who know nothing about blindness to see you doing something ordinary, like reading a book or eating your lunch or making a phone call, and they think it's a marvel. They lack the imagination, perhaps, to see that the the way they do things might not be the only way to do things. And when somebody comes up with an alternative way, it amazes them. I'm afraid you'll have to live with that kind of reaction all your lives. But I'm not here today to praise you for being able to put on your pants this morning or find the cafeteria all by yourself or even algebra and geometry. What I am here to praise you for is that you made it to this day in your life, your high school graduation. Now, making it to your graduation doesn't necessarily make you a hero. But your journey through high school filled with twists and turns was a hero's journey. And as you begin the next phase of your own life, you will not need to be a genius or a hero either. But your journey 
is still a hero's journey. Life for you is about to get very interesting in ways that some of you, maybe all of you, have not considered. And I imagine that each of you have approached your graduation with mixed emotions. In this country, I think we do a pretty good job with our students who are blind or visually impaired while they're in primary and secondary school. After that, not so much. So you are gonna have to learn to be your own best advocate. If you're planning to go to college or vocational school, you will be responsible for finding your own accessible textbooks. No one will be responsible for teaching you how to get around the campus. That will be on you to arrange with an O&M specialist. And if you need adapted computers or other equipment, it will be on you to reach out to the right office at the state level to see what is available. There are many temptations out there. There will be no one to automatically correct you when you make a mistake. You will have to show self-discipline for yourself. If you're going to go to work right out of school, you will have to search the one ads, prepare a resume, send in your application, find an outfit that's appropriate for the interview and convince the interviewer that you are the right person for the job. That's a lot of details and you are responsible for all of them. And the truth is, the system is tilted against you. Despite 190 years of education for the blind in the United States, colleges and universities are still not quite sure what to do with you. You will have to convince each of them, one person at a time, of your skills, your talents, and your abilities. Each of you on your own odyssey, your own hero's journey is almost a missionary for every other kid with vision loss who will follow you. You must learn to stand on your own and be your own best advocate. Your parents and family, your teachers, your mentors, and your friends have all been preparing you for this day, for this moment. But this last step, as you walk across a virtual stage to accept your virtual diploma, this step is the first step of many that must be taken alone and for yourself. As you step out into the world, you'll have decisions to make at every turn. You'll have to decide between the easy way out and the road less traveled. I salute you, class of 2020, you made it. The next step will be hard, but heck, if it was easy, anybody could do it. And I look forward to reading your story all the way to the end. Thank you so much, Mike. What a wonderful message for our seniors. And from all of us at APH, congratulations to the class of 2020. And with that, we wrap up today's episode. Until next time, be sure to look for ways you can be a change maker.